0: Who knew Barry Trotz hates you two plus nine goals in the third period between Minnesota Wild and Vancouver will break down all of the crazy action all the way to the finish and the Edmonton Oilers have games in hand on everybody. How far up the ladder can they climb in the Pacific division? All that and more coming up on today's episode of the Lockdown NHL podcast. We are your team every day. Your locked on NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into today's Western Conference Tuesday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. Once again, we are your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on NHL your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to get started. On today's episode of the Locked On NHL podcast, we'll talk about Barry Trotz slamming the hammer down on the Nashville Predators after a big loss to the Dallas Stars. We'll talk about the crazy finish between Minnesota and Vancouver and the Edmonton Oilers and how far they can climb the ladder. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked On Wild. Nick Morgan joining us. Locked on Predators, one of the uh, dynamic duo of Locked on Predators. Nick, I actually found a track suit uh, in my closet and am repping it today in honor of the stadium series over the weekend. Hey. And the amazing Sopranos themed attire that the uh, New Jersey Devils wore to the game. So I was like, you know what? I think I have something something to match that yeah. and so here we go there we go i, I can
1: see the baked ZD just coming out of the, your kitchen <laughs> in the background you're you're like you need like you need to zip, unzip that a little bit with like the white white
0: yeah feet. i should have i should have just let this go but yeah there,
1: there's a gold chain somewhere too yeah. but you're you're pulling off the look quite well
0: I, I, I'm i trying and we have more breakdown of the stadium series for you at lockdown NHL because we've got way bigger stories to get to here today. Nick, you brought this to my attention. Yeah. And honestly, I thought you were making it up at first. I thought I, you were just trying I, to kind of throw me.
1: I think I'm making this up at sometimes. Yeah.
0: So I'm just instead of trying to set it up, I'm just going to go right to you and let you explain because I'm not going to do it justice. And you you have a front row seat to what is going on. Yeah. So tell us, why does Barry Trotz hate you, too?
1: So I've been following the Nashville Predators since they came into the league. I was fourth grader growing up in Nashville. Uh, I've seen a vast majority of every game, every season, from here on out. I've followed every storyline, followed every team players, everything like that. This has got to be one of my favorite Nashville Predators storylines ever. So here's the gist, and this came from the 32 Thoughts podcast from Elliot Freeman. The Nashville Predators, uh, they are going to play the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, I believe, tonight in Vegas. Uh, They wanted to... uh, They they played St. Louis Saturday afternoon. They wanted to leave St. Louis and fly to Vegas uh, early and go to the U2 concert. Apparently... Some of the players, like key players in the locker room, had approached the team. Uh, they're going to take the players, they're going to take the staff, and basically just kind of have, you know, an extra couple of days in Vegas. Um, then the Nashville Predators lost to the Dallas Stars by the score of nine to two, all of which should happen on their home ice. And at some point after that, uh, Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett got together and said, nope, that's not happening anymore. Uh, they changed the team schedule. Uh, they came back to Nashville after the Blues game. And I think they left um, for a day or they left to Vegas like a day after something like that. Um, but basically they said, you know, we're not going to Vegas anymore. We're not going to this U2 show. Uh, you're not taking the staff. You're not taking the players. You're coming back home to Nashville because, as Elliot Friedman quoted Barry Trotz, "just the effort wasn't there, and the standards have dipped." So the Nashville Predators, uh, and apparently, uh, according to some of the people around Nashville who have, you know, picked up the story and ran with it. Uh, there are some people within that locker room not too happy about this. Um, you know, there's Elliot Friedman kind of speculated that this might be more of a Barry Trotz trying to make a statement to the fans as much as he's trying to make a statement to the players. Uh, but there you go. If you lose to the Dallas Stars 9-2 to on your home ice... Uh, in what may be the worst first period I've ever seen the Nashville Predators play, uh, you're not going to get to go see Bono at the Spear. You're you're going to have to go see, I don't know, some drunken twenty-four-year-old college grad on and Tootsie's or something like that.
0: <laughs> Nick, what is it about the Dallas Stars? And their particular enjoyments of harassing both of our teams because I, I mean the
1: Preds beat up the Dallas Stars not too long ago. That's the thing. Like, where'd that come from?
0: I I don't know what it is because yeah. the Wild have lost they've got a couple of games that are a similar vein to this. Against Nashville was the eight to three game early on in the season in which the stars scored, I think, five power play goals and two shorthanded goals, which is just it's Mm -hmm. abysmal. And then the wild followed that up with losing both ends of a back to back four nothing and seven to two. And so I don't know what it is, because this happened to the wild a couple of years ago where they spent a little bit, they spent the additional days in Vegas. This might even have been last year. They spent additional days in Vegas and they got walloped in the next couple of games Uh after that. And Bill Guerin was not happy about how the team played coming off of that uh, little extended stay in Vegas. So I don't know what it is about Vegas. Of course, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. I know exactly what it is about Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, Alexander Rattloff would be having a field day right now. So here's like here's the thing, and I, I want to gauge this question to you, Seth. So Andrew Rennett, after that loss, uh, the, the most jarring soundbite he had was we got players in this locker room that are more focused on their vacations than they are on the ice. You take that away. You take the Vegas trip away. You take the U2 trip away. Something the players had planned for a while. Um, and if you're a player in that locker room, does that wake you up a little bit? Does that get you more focused or do are you now kind of having this sort of bitterness with this new coach and GM running your team? Because, again, this isn't like the 22-year-old first- and second-year players doing this. This is like Roman Yossi and Philip Forsberg and Ryan McDonough and some of the veterans on this team who have kind of been the leaders of this locker room for years planning this trip and doing all this. So, you know, is is this something that you see could kind of be effective or is this something that if you're a player you're saying like uh, uh, that, screw this, like we we know what to do?
0: I'm going to real world example this because let's think about let's think about all of us in our particular job situations like athletes are paid. that That's their job. They're paid to perform on the ice. Just like we're per, we're paid to work whatever we end up doing as our, our day job, our 9 to 5. Anybody in here that's listening, raise your hand if you have never had a situation in which you find yourself either during the workday, after a long week, planning out a vacation to try to get away. Folks, it happens in any field. You can be... You can be a brain surgeon at Mayo Clinic. You can be a lawyer. You can be anything. And the stresses of the workday get to you to the point that you're like, I got to get out of here. Like, it's just driving me crazy. And so I'm going to actually throw the players a bone here because, you know, we, we don't do that for our work. All we do is watch them perform and we get critical of these players. It'd be like if the NHL players were watching us do our jobs and say, oh, can you believe what he just wrote in that email? Like, (laughs) what is going on? Like, just this is five straight days in which the email responses have been just horrendous. You must work with me. (laughs) So I'm going to. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because it just it happens in every line of work. Like we enjoy we enjoy our free time. We enjoy our time away from what we do during the day. NHL players, that's their job. And so if they get to the point where they kind of get burned out during the season. I get it, but I also understand Barry Trotz's point of view here, too, is like, hey, let's. Get back on task, and let's try to go win some games. Yeah. And I will
1: say, uh, since that story came out, they did beat St. Louis.
0: Yeah, so. thank you thank you for that, by the way.
1: Yeah, so uh, <laughs> thank you, Bono, for for inspiring uh, this Nashville Predators second-half surge. And I will say, Nashville Predators have been playing terrible, and they're still one game out of a playoff spot, Seth.
0: Isn't it amazing how just eh, the you Western know. Conference has been?
1: There there are teams that I can't figure out how they're playing hockey correctly, uh, who are within uh, either in a wild card spot, which the St. Louis Blues are right now, or like three points out. It's, it's madness
0: right now. Calgary Flames, I had them dead and buried last week. And they just beat the Winnipeg Jets. I I don't know. I don't know what's going on. God bless the West. And speaking of I don't know what's going on, let's talk about the game that I was at between the Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks. Because if you would have told me going into the arena that I was going to see 17 goals, like 50 penalties, three players record a hat trick. And that wouldn't even be the craziest part of the game. You're in for a story. So, we will recap one of the craziest games of the season as we continue today's episode of the Locked On NHL podcast after this. Today's episode of the Locked On NHL podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. I hope you took the over between the Wild and the Canucks. Easiest, easiest money of all time. Because I think it was set at something like four and a half. And so it it, it cashed multiple times. And if that was your bet, if that was your five dollar bet, you then have $150 you can throw on quick bets. You can just go search some of the most popular bets throughout the NHL or the NBA slate. You can bet on live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. You name it, if you picked Kirill Kaprizov, JT Miller, Jewel Eriksson, Matt Boldy to have an anytime goal, you're rolling in the money right now. Whatever you end up choosing, head to fanDuel.com/slash locked on to shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to today's episode of the Locked on NHL podcast. Once again, we are your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen each and every day. Seth Topall joined by Nick Morgan and Nick. Nine goals in the third period, 17 goals in the game. You had one goalie get pulled, and he wasn't the worst one on the ice of the two. Three hat tricks. Minnesota Wild beat Vancouver 10-7, to and honestly, I can't decide which was the craziest part of this game, seeing it in person, was the fact that the wild scored five goals to start the third in the first five minutes yeah. of the period or that vancouver then promptly scored twice to make it eight to seven at that point i was like this game's for sure going to overtime like because why not and then the wilds get a full ice empty netter from jonas Brodeen. and i can't wait to see the response to this because Kirill Kaprizov scored an empty netter with 1.9 seconds left to play, and the yeah. Wild do not play Vancouver the rest of the season, so there's not going to be a response. But it feels like something that will warrant a response from the Canucks.
1: I, I was going to say, do the Canucks trade for Morgan Riley at this point? <laughs> like, is there is there like an unwritten rules guy in in Vancouver that's going to take exception to this?
0: I mean, it just like there just were so many crazy angles to this game. Vancouver took a two nothing lead. Guess what? The two goals that they scored were on the only two shots on goal that they had through the first like 15 minutes of the first period. Yeah. And yet they still led two to nothing. They led five to three. And then before you can even blink, the wild had I think it was four different five on three opportunities because every time the Canucks would go to the box they would stack another penalty on top whether it be rifling the puck out of play for a delay of game or some rough housing I don't know it it, it was I think I said in the post game it was crisis levels of chaos in this one and if you're gonna break a record if you're gonna shatter a franchise record for goals in a game, that's the way to do it. Yeah.
1: This was the drunkest game I can <laughs> remember since uh do you remember the Maple Leafs Red Wings game from like two years ago? Where I think I think it was like I can't remember exactly what it was, but Toronto went up like either seven-nothing or seven to one, something like that. And then the Red Wings made it seven to six at one point. Uh, and then I think, I think I wound up being 10, seven Toronto final or 10, eight or something like that. But, um, like just wild entertaining hockey where it's just like, you have to stop and be like, what is this? Like, what's happening right now? Like, is, is this a simulation? Like, is, is somebody playing like NHL 24 and just controlling the players on the ice right now uh like it, it's it's crazy but it's i have to say like it was one of the more fun games of the season just because it was absurd like it had just a little bit of everything like it had the wild scoreline like it just had cuz you it was correct me if i'm wrong minnesota was down 5-3 entering the third right yes correct yeah so there's a crazy like comeback aspect of that there's just like the onslaught of goals in the third period there's all these random penalties there's sort of that weird uh Caprizov situation at the end that that some people weren't happy with but yeah, i mean you gotta go for 10 at that point right
0: yeah, i mean That's yeah a, and yeah. it completed the hat trick for him yeah. oh by the way JT Miller had a hat trick in two periods of play. Jewel eriksson Ek had a hat trick and Kirill Kaprizov had a hat trick. Like,
1: is that, is that the, do you know off the top of your head, is that the most hat tricks in one game in the cap era?
0: It's got to be. But it's I feel pretty- like, as with all just crazy stats, there's going to be one insane game that tops it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head where there's been three hat tricks. And I don't know. Well, I'm sure somebody will post about that. Um, but I mean, but that's that's entertaining hockey, Seth. Like you can't take that away. And look, it's. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's good hockey. Uh, and I'm sure you'll agree. I'm sure there's a lot of things you could probably want to clean up a- across the board if you're either team. But you know what like it's we we watch this to be entertained like we watch sports to be entertained mm-hmm. uh, and this to me is by far the most entertaining game of the season.
0: Oh hands down and I was looking for recent examples of this um there was a game last year between the Los Angeles Kings and the Seattle Kraken that had 17 combined goals It was a nine to eight overtime win for Uh, um uh, i believe it was it was seattle that got the win it was uh andre burakovsky that scored the ot winner
1: i forgot about that game yeah that was another wild
0: one and this is that's the 12th according to nhl public relations i'm so glad this article has the tweet in here the Seattle Kraken and the Los Angeles Kings combined for 17 goals, marking the 12th regular season game in the past 35 years to feature as many goals. So the Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks get added to that list. Just absolute, just insane crisis levels of chaos. And it was amazing to see two in person because first two periods Wild fans didn't have a ton to cheer about goal one through five. And actually I'll even say goals six and seven of the third period. The fans found a way to up the noise level, every single goal to the point where when they, when they took the lead at six on five, I turned to some of the other people in the press box and I'm like, I'm my eardrums are going to pop. Like this is insane. Yeah,
1: it, it's crazy. I can't imagine being there.
0: Like that had to be Ugh.
1: one of the coolest games just to be at.
0: If you'd like to hear more about it, make sure to tune into uh, today's episode of Lockdown Wild, where we'll break things down in full uh, between these two teams because there's a lot more that went into that game than uh, what we talked about here. But
1: this—that is a man who knows how to put a good tease together. Yeah, that
0: is that is a professional level segue. Yeah. Um, and tease. And speaking of professional level segue, uh, we talked about the Western Conference being kind of weird. Uh, there is a chance that one of the teams in the Pacific Division, because of the amount of games in hand they have, may make a little more noise than they already have in the standings. And so we'll finish by talking about the Edmonton Oilers as we continue today's episode of the Lockdown NHL podcast after this. Today's episode of the Lockdown NHL Podcast is brought to you by Sleeper, uh, by GameTime. Folks, if you are looking for the right game day experience and trying to avoid some of those last minute ticket buying nightmares, Game Time is here to help because who doesn't have a relatable experience where you tried to buy tickets the day of? You ended up being way more expensive than you thought because of those last-second fees. Or you go to the venue and you can't see a thing because your seat view is obstructed. Game Time can help you eliminate all of those stresses by offering last-minute tickets and flash deals plus views of every seat in the venue. And when they show you the price of your tickets, that is what the price ends up being because they put all the fees in up front so there are no hidden surprises when you hit the checkout line. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, Guaranteed. Welcome back to today's episode of the Lockdown NHL Podcast. Once again, we are your team every day. Your Western Conference Tuesday team of Seth Topal and Nick Morgan talking Edmonton Oilers now because Nick, the Edmonton Oilers have five games in hand on the Vancouver Canucks. It just, it amazes me how we can get to this point in the season. And it's like, like the Ottawa Senators were a team over in the Eastern Conference that had like seven games in hand on the rest of the league. It's like, what are you guys, where are these games? Like, I don't know. And so Edmonton is in that spot right now. They got five games in hand on Vancouver. They've got three games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. They're only three points behind Vegas. So are we going to see the Edmonton Oilers climb further in the Western Conference standings with these games in hand? So I have
1: two things on this that I think is going to play a role. One is, to me, it comes down to two things for Edmonton, and that's defense and goaltending. As good as Connor McDavid is, we know he's he's Connor McDavid. He's, you know, the top top dog in the NHL right now. We know Seidel. We know Zach Hyman is up there. The biggest reason Edmonton is where they are right now is that their defense and goaltending have been better. We mentioned Stuart Skinner has been on an unbelievable run, really, since I, I would say right around the end of Christmas break. Um, you look at the defense, and, you know, Evan Bouchard. Looks like a guy who is starting to become the player. I think a lot of Oilers fans hoped he would be. Uh, Matthias Eckholm, I think, has been actively better. And I think, you know, somebody like Darnell Nurse um, is exactly what you kind of hope to get out of Darnell Nurse right now. Those are the, you know, everything is going right on the back end for Edmonton right now. Here's the other thing that I think is going to play a big role, Seth. You mentioned that they have five games in hand, but as we enter that stretch run, that means they're going to have five more games smashed into that calendar uh, than you know most any NHL teams, which means they're gonna have less rest. They're going to have a lot of back to backs coming up. you know they're gonna have a little bit of a tougher schedule. Although I think you said something like, what, what, six of their next seven, eight are at home. something. yeah. Like that. So yeah. But if you're Edmonton, there's still going to be a lot of travel ahead. There's going to be a lot of, you know, condensed work, less time for recovery, uh, more, you know, time to, you know, kind of have to bring your bank a game on back to back night. So that part of it is just as much of a test for the Oilers as, you know, the X's and O's and how well the defense and goaltending do is how well that they can survive that tough schedule at the end of the year.
0: I'm reacting because I just looked at what Edmonton has for March and April and oh my word. Like, just, just listen, just not even the opponents, not even the opponents. Listen to the dates for March and April that Edmonton has games. They play on February 28th, then March 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 7th, 9th, 10th, 13th, 16th, 19th, 21st, 23rd, 24th, 26th, 28th, 30th. And then it gets worse in April, April 1st, April 3rd, April 5th, April 6th, April 10th, April 12th, April 13th, April 15th, April 17th, April 18th.
1: Now you can talk about the opponents because there's Vegas a couple of times in there. I know I know Vancouver's in there a couple times, even a team like Calgary. Those Battle of Alberta, uh, Alberta games are rough. Yep. Calgary's a tough team, so this isn't going to be a cakewalk for Edmonton.
0: No. Um, and, you know, you, you think even about the Buffalo Sabres on March 9th. Yeah, Buffalo's not great, but you as a West Coast team are playing that game at 1130 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. Like, okay, good luck with that.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see if they stop at the Spear in Las Vegas beforehand, before they make <laughs> it up there.
0: Just as long as there's no U2 shows. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you think Barry Trot should have punished the Preds by making them go to just whatever the worst show in Vegas was? <laughs> which, is, which is what? It's like like wayne newton tribute or something
0: like that oh boy it would have to be it would have to be some sort of an impersonator um
1: carrot top top still out there
0: carrot top would be a good one um that that would that would actually honestly be better for barry trotz to say hey guys um we ended up buying we bought the tickets for you so have fun and then you end up going to like I don't know the the third act of the blue man group uh, at a at a secondary casino like just off the strip you're like are we in the right place for this and so they're like texting trots and he's like yeah yeah no this is this is what and then he has like a group text all scheduled out and he's like this is what you get for getting creamed. yeah yeah enjoy it
1: this is your one shot in the first period punishment right here
0: they're like oh man we're never losing again this was awful
1: yeah enjoy an evening with scott Bayo at the harris casino next <sighs> to golden corral the red rocks park
0: yeah no disrespect to the third act of the blue man group um yeah. i've heard or, they're, or i've scott heard they're terrific yeah we we're not we're not bashing anybody we're not bashing scott Bayo or uh, I I don't even know. I guess this just shows how in tune we are with the lower level acts out in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I've only been twice, and
0: both, that's once, both things I
1: went to go see were great.
0: That's once more than I've gone, and I was not of late. I was I wasn't able to go out on the casino floor. I was so young when I was last there. They're like you got to stay within you got to stay within the the lines on the carpet, and I'm like, oh, that's dumb, but I see now why they do that.
1: Yeah, They Ocean's Eleven just gave everybody a bunch of ideas.
0: Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe uh, I don't know what what does Nashville have for their uh, upcoming schedule? Do they play Vegas again? Yes, they. Oh, they play them in Nashville though. Yeah. So maybe they'll get the reverse. Maybe they'll get the reverse Vegas, and Vegas yeah. will come out and try to go to a show, and Bruce Cassidy will be like, "No." Yeah
1: does Vegas Does Vegas come two days early to see uh, somebody at Bluebird Cafe or something like that? Or
0: it's certainly possible. Yeah, who knows. Well, that's what we got for you here today. So thank you, as always, for tuning in to today's episode of the Lockdown NHL podcast. Once again, give us a like before you head out for the day and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of the biggest stories in the NHL from our wide array of panelists throughout the week. We've got Western Conference Tuesday. We take a look at the Eastern Conference. We've got on Monday big headlines throughout the entirety of the NHL plus power rankings as well throughout the week. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out when new episodes drop here on Locked On NHL. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.